hey guys, some news came out that PlayStation is no longer going to be selling physical versions of their downloadable codes at stores. I and, saw this. And so places like GameStop, you won't be able to buy a game and then put the code in on your PlayStation 4 and download it. Um, so I have one question for everybody. Who still shops at GameStop? I mean, I got Kingdom Hearts from GameStop. Yeah, I think a lot of people do, actually. So this is this is good. I'm very curious about this. So why did you go to GameStop versus because how long how long well the last four games that i've gotten from amazon for physical ps4 copies have never arrived and i've had to go through a giant headache with them so i just go pick it up now like i have notoriously bad luck with with games coming to my apartment complex if you if you remember this goes all the way back to bloodborne where i end up getting two copies for free but i had to wait four days to play the game so, yep. yeah, I got a little pissed off about it and stopped buying uh, physical copies from Amazon. Yeah, I remember that. It's sort of but, interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, but uh, that's the only time I go there because I primarily game on PC. So here's here's if you game on PC, I don't think you can get a lot of use at a GameStop. But if you game on a console you can get quite a bit of use out of GameStop. Uh, at least, I, well, I don't know if you can anymore, but it. when I was doing a majority of my gaming on, on consoles, and this was probably like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, um, you could go to GameStop, and, and GameStop has this thing, right, where they will sell brand new games for $60, $60 or whatever, right? And then they'll sell a used copy of the game, uh, of the same game for like 55 or something. And it always kind of irked me and, and like bugged me because they were, in my opinion, I think they were way overcharging for a used copy of the game. Uh, and I know that the developers and the publishers didn't get a, a dime of the used, uh, the profit from selling, buying the used game. So what you could do and again, I don't know if you still can. Um, they might have changed their policies, but at the time they had like a seven or a 14 day return policy. Uh, no questions asked. So you could go in and you could buy, like, let's just say Kingdom Hearts, right? You buy Kingdom Hearts used, used copy, can't be new. You take it home, you play it over the weekend, you beat it, and then you go and you return it and you get a full refund uh, after three ga- three days of playing. Just saying. See, see, now that explains a lot because over the last over the last four quarters, GameStop has has consistently lost over. They've lost about a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it turns out uh, when you don't have a good a good system in place to combat people taking advantage of the system that you put in place, you're going to lose money. Oh, my God. The the quarter that included Christmas. Well, did that quarter include Christmas right before Christmas? I guess they lost half a billion dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, well, yeah that- I mean, they're getting and they're getting pincered attacked in two different ways. They're getting on the retail side of things. Amazon's eating them up. And then on the digital side of things are getting eaten up, too. Um, and that includes uh, things like Epic Store and Steam. Uh, but, you know, in, in terms of digital downloads for PS4, they suck. Uh, and I, when I say that, like, their download rates are horrible. Like, really bad. Speaking from experience. Uh, I have an Xbox now. Fuck Sony. But, yeah, uh, PS4's fucking <laughs> download rates are really fucking bad. Like, takes legitimately, like, sometimes a day and a half to get, like, a full-size game. God, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think as a side note, we should put like a a little section on our website of uh, Jason's boycott of the month. And uh, you know, and right sounds now, like a great idea. idea. I'll yeah. boycott Sony until they reverse their policies. 
I mean, I'm not saying you'll never stop it. I'm just saying like whatever the new boycott is for this month, we should put it on our website. But so I'm a, I, I'm a principal dude. What can I say? <laughs> should probably just it, have like a at, current boycotts to at keep the it end more of the, in line. At the end of my life, they'll be like, man, you are really good at sticking to your guns. Not like these fucking chumps over here. And I'm like, I know they're a bunch of fucking chumps. They have no impulse control. And they were like, <laughs> you, you rock. And I'm like, I know I'm the greatest. Who are you talking to in that story? St. Peter? St. Peter, man. My God. God's like, mm-hmm. these fucking chumps. These fucking chumps have no impulse control. Like, I, these companies legitimately did horrible shit and they kept buying it. Like, like these are the guys over here bought Anthem, like, on day one and they still play it and it sucks. And then these guys over here, like, they all, like, got bought in the Epic Store and they got their information sold to China and then they got kidnapped 10 years later and they didn't know why. And now they're dead. I like the idea of God just kind of <laughs> laughing at people. Be like, why are they so sucking stupid? I gave them the ability to think and make rockets and go to space, but they're buying Anthem. <laughs> I told you not to pre-order. I really like Bioware, though. I just, I I know Mass Effect Andromeda sucked and Mass Effect 3 had a bad ending and Dragon Age 4, 3 was like a MMO fucking mess. But but it, just this one time, they were going to do it right and they didn't. So I'm going to give them another chance. Hmm. That's how gamers think. Yeah. That's what's irritating. Uh, what's it that I'm going to bring him up again. That Bellular guy. I love that guy. Uh, he brought up that gamer boycotts are, they don't work because gamers have notoriously horrible impulse control. I don't because honestly, like it's a secondary thing to me. Like my life hasn't revolved around that. And if something, if a company does something that I find disgusting, I'm not going to give them money. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of like that. All the backlash that uh, people were giving World of Warcraft, right when the game came out, and everyone was just like, "Oh no, unsub, unsub, unsub!" But you know, I did after people, a month. Remember, I remember, and I know you did, but you're a guy that sticks to his principles. I wonder how many yeah. people that were like complaining on the WoW forums, screaming unsub, like logged in five minutes after making the post and be like, "Well, I guess I got to do my dailies." Well, I mean, honestly, if pe- like if people are really upset with WoW, for example, and they still talk about the problems with WoW. Like, you can go on YouTube and the same people preach Bellular, Telius, and Eventel. Like, they all talk about Titan forging and all the same stuff that's that's a problem and it's not going to get fixed and da-da-da-da and, and people bitching on the forums and it's like, you're sending the wrong message to the people. You're bitching on the forums, but you're not unsubscribing, so the developers are like, eh, why yeah, would I change? You got to talk with your money. Got to talk with your money. And when we're at, and gamers are according, I mean, Bellular had some from fu- some fucking data to show are just really bad at impulse control. Yeah, because they're like, oh, my God, like, I'm not going to buy anything from them. They did this. Oh, man. But that DLC is really sweet. Yeah. Well, I get, you know, I'm just going to buy this DLC and then I'm going to boycott them. Let me just make one more purchase and then I'll stop buying everything. Oh, except for that that DLC that they just announced. That also looks really cool. You know what? Yeah. I'll buy everything for this game, but fuck that game. Well, actually, that game looks really cool too. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to buy all of it. And like, and this, I'm going to boycott boycotting. The CEO is just like, oh, yeah, Mitch's money. <laughs> so good. So, like, one of my big problems with gaming, and I've said it a million times, is like, I, I'm more about the gameplay than what the game displays. Now, the, there are older games that are have terrible gameplay that I enjoy because I was a kid at the time, but as an adult, I really don't like playing them. It's very hard for me to go back and play Metal Gear, for example, even though I loved that game as a fucking kid. Um, Sony is very good at showing pretty and cinematic, but no dearth behind their gameplay, and people still fall for it. So I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just a bah humbug type person. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. I, I see what you're saying. But yeah, like the reason why WoW stays up so long as it has isn't because it has a great fucking cinematic fucking story. It's because people like that gameplay loop. A lot of people do. Yeah, it's the same reason that uh, ARPGs are still big, right? Because yeah. people like the loot grind. People mm-hmm. enjoy going through and running endless dungeons for loot. And I'm not going to lie, I, I enjoy it as well. I uh, I just started picking up Path of Exile not that long ago, like a week or so yeah. ago. Well, And, and PC has an abundance of games that have good gameplay, but Sony is just like, 
every game must be a cinematic masterpiece. Every game. That way people buy the consoles because they see the graphics are better, but they really aren't that good. Fuck it. Also, Banda, other people has tits in it. Is Trump in charge of Sony now? Is that what happened? No, Trump has wait that that's that's the Stephen Colbert Trump, which is bad. He's a really bad impressionist, and I don't care about your your your. I know you're. I know you're gonna throw at me. I know exactly what you're thinking, and it's hey, wrong. You know. <laughs> no, it's, I just think that that's my that's my fat executive fucking impression. Yeah, well, I mean, it still fits, right? I guess he's also a fat executive. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're gonna do. We're gonna make a bunch of money, and Mitch is gonna buy all of our games. He's gonna say he's gonna boycott it, but then he's gonna go and he's gonna buy all the DLC. He's gonna tell all his friends. And then we released Anthem, and everybody was mad, but they bought it anyway. Idiots. See, this is where yeah. I have a one up on everyone because I never say that I'm gonna boycott it. I know that I won't boycott it. If a game looks interest- interesting to me, like. I'll try it out on that, but I never, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to boycott EA because they fucked up Battlefield and Battlefield 2 and their monetization things are, were horseshit and whatever. Cause I, I know myself in that, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised I didn't buy Anthem. I'm, I'm happy that I got the demo weekend and, the game was you, shit in beta because I uh, had it not been for that beta, I probably would have bought the game because it looked interesting. You don't even need to buy Anthem. You can just get the EA premiere or whatever, and you can play it and then play a bunch of other better games. Well, now, like now the, when first like came the out, Sims, though. like the Sims four, which I got. So I had a friend who was like, just, just play Anthem. It's only 15 bucks. I'm like, how is it 15 bucks? He told me it's on the premiere. I'm like, okay. So I'm looking at the premiere. I'm like, well, I can play like Dragon Age Origins and like Sims 4, so that's a that's fifteen dollars worth it, so sure. And then I played it for like three hours. I'm like this game sucks. I'm gonna go play the Sims 4. <laughs> and then I proceeded to kill all my Sims. Yeah, I think the Sims 4 actually has better gunplay than Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, I wanna know how a game like The Sims 4 came out in what 2014 it's five years old and it's still like for oh, they have dlc upon dlc that they still sell for that thing oh do they oh yeah it's all yeah like with the ea though thing the the, the premium 14 dollars a month you get all of it oh you get all the dlc you with the, the DLC. Uh... yeah oh but yeah. there's a caveat if you cancel you lose it so yeah but like hmm that's interesting well, guess I'll have to go buy that. So the whole selling the kind of back to the original, the whole selling of the uh, digital codes for Sony. When I first read about it, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, well, that's that's not a big deal, right? Because they're not they're still allowing retailers to sell money packs. So you can buy $50 of Sony money. And, and load your Sony money onto your your Sony box and buy a Sony game with your Sony money. Uh, it's just not the digital. You can't buy a specific key card anymore, uh, CD key or whatever. But then I realized weird. that uh, where it's actually going to hurt is with retailers giving discounts. Because a lot of retailers like Green Man Gaming or I don't know, Amazon doesn't really do it anymore, but they used to. They would offer pre-order discounts, right? You could pre-order the game before it came out. And it was always uh, only a pre-order on a digital copy because they would provide it to you digitally. So there's no shipping cost or anything like that for them. They would give you you know, 20% off. If you go to Green Man Gaming, you can find uh, keys on there pre-launch often for 20% off of the retail price. But that's going to go away. And that's where it kind of sucks because now you're not going to be able to really find a game on discount uh, before launch. Well, see, did they, I don't think that they actually said that they were removing codes from everywhere. They said they were removing codes from physical locations. So it was unclear whether or not it was going to be like, you would still be able to get codes off of Amazon or something like that. 
Okay, that'll be interesting. Maybe Amazon and, and other uh, digital locations have like some kind of contract or something like that that is allowing them to continue selling di- continue selling digital copies. I don't know. Well, I honestly, I wonder if it's as simple as they don't want to, they want to close down the factory that makes the stupid cardboard. Yeah, maybe. Of like the code things, you know? I mean, they're not going to close them down. It's not like Xbox and Microsoft are getting rid of their uh, their copies. Heck, Microsoft oh, we're is, shutting it down. Microsoft's releasing a uh, diskless Xbox soon. Oh boy! But it, it'll be a like they have a tiered system though. Like that's a lot less um, outrageous than it was when the Xbox One first came out when it had always on authentication. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying buy the- for the point of you're like you know getting rid of the sale of uh the little cardboard plasticky CD key distributed things. Like that's still going to be around. Well, I think, yeah. And I, uh, you know, the companies want to remove the retailers because the retailer takes 30% just like steam does and steam acts as a retailer. And what's going to end up happening is although Epic are shitheads, they're going to force the industry to meet them somewhere where with their revenue uh, split at some point. And then the retailers, like I doubt, They'll take them out, ever take game codes or, or, well, you just said it's all out of the, all these stores. So like, I won't be able to pick one up at a Walmart. So I don't, maybe their goal is to, to get digital sales profits up by forcing people to go directly to the store. But then, cause I, then Sony's the retailer. Do they take 30%? So like if I'm EA and I sell a shitty game like Anthem for $60 on the PlayStation store, does Sony take 30%? Do you know what their cut is? I don't know. I would. I don't know. Probably something like that. I would think that they would. Yeah. So. So wait. So let's think about this real quick. So if I buy a game code for the PSN store for Anthem, a bad game at GameStop, what's the split? How much does GameStop take and how much does Sony take and how much does EA take? Isn't that weird? Yeah, everyone gets their their hands in the pie along the way, right? Yeah. My guess would be because EA is the publisher, and what's who's the developer? EA is the developer. Oh, and so no, EA is the publisher, and Bioware is the publisher. Wait, what? You talking about the video game itself? Yeah, the video game was created by Bioware and published by EA. So Bioware gets like. Bioware gets like 30%. EA gets 60%. PlayStation Networks get 5%. And GameStop gets 2%. So fuck GameStop, right? Yeah. That's why they're losing so much money, man. Don't worry yeah. that it doesn't add up correctly. Doesn't matter. That's why GameStop is losing money. They don't know how to add. Okay, so according to this random forum post that is sourcing a Forbes article that I'm not clicking on, back from 2006, uh, the retailer gets about 20% cut of the sale, and then the console owner gets 11.5%. So if that if those percentages are true today and true in general, then by cutting out the retailers from digital downloads, uh, Sony would become the retailer and the console owner and giving themselves 30%. Not to mention that if you're buying the Sony bucks and putting it on your Sony box uh, to make a purchase, I'm pretty sure you have to register a card, which means that now you've made it yeah. so much easier to make additional purchases, Purchases, which in my mind, that's the real motive, is that they want you to make an account, register on the Sony store, add a Sony card to your Sony box so you can get some Sony bucks and buy some Sony games. Yeah, that, that sounds... I think that's pretty spot on. They want you to put your mom's credit card on there so that... Make sure you don't put a pin in front of yep. it so you can just buy everything. 
Do you think do you, th- uh, do you think Tony Sony also takes a royalty from microtransactions? Like if I play shitty Fortnite on on the PS4 and I'm, I buy, oh, I can probably guarantee yeah. it. Definitely. Yeah. Huh. It's all about that money. Well, rip GameStop. Sorry, PlayStation needed some money. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's kind of you know what's kind of sad about that a little bit. Um, one of the things I like to do sometimes is go to like a a mom and pop used game store and play, like buy, look for old PS one classics stuff like that. Because here's what people don't know: a lot of people don't know this. If you buy a PS one game, you can still play it on your PC. It's use an emulator, but you own the game. So what are they going to do? Fuck off, right? But it's something. There's something nice about going to like a book a bookman's or or an old mom and pop shop and buy some of those old games. And eventually the games of the future won't have those things. Right. Like you'll have to do it in a digital store. You won't be able to go with your friends and like hang out and go to, go to like, you know, shitty game store, not GameStop. Like I like those, those, those mom and pop ones. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the hobby enthusiast stores. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's kind of, it's kind of, we don't have a lot of them here in, Arizona, you know what also man. sucks too? Since everything's going to games of service, that our children will, will grow up playing these games and then eventually they'll go away and they won't get to play them again. Like I can go back and play all my favorite games in my childhood and they work just fine, even on PC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. Well, kind of. At the on the one hand, a lot of the games that you have, like if I still had my old um system shock game or original diablo disc i don't know if i could get that to work i know you can get, uh, get to work. red alert i had when i had red alert 2 and i was playing on windows 98 i had a heck of a time getting that game to install on windows xp even in compatibility um, mode you, there's usually a, there's usually a, a mod that can fix it usually yeah i mean i play so, old ass dos games still i'm on windows 10 I mean, I think that that whole like remember remember this game I played when I was a kid will still be there even when when the next generation gets older. Like things like you know like uh, like Gog will be will be big for that kind of stuff, right? Because that's kind of their whole shtick. Is that's not my that's not my games. point though? Because the games as a service game is ever ongoing, and then once the service shuts down, so does the game. Well, but then maybe be maybe that's an opportunity we should start a company that picks up that old those old ips right they, they never sell them activision for example has held on to so many uh like old mmos that you cannot play anymore and if you and as soon as you create a private server for them they fucking dmca you is, is it as soon as you do though because for a while pretty pretty quickly like for example like um uh Azron's call is one that they fucking get all the time um Star Wars Galaxies, uh, that's not uh, that's not a that's a Lucasfilm pro- uh, property, but that gets DMCA'd all the fucking time. Um, Shadowbane gets fucked all the time. Uh, War- World of Warcraft is hard to police because it's the most popular one, and there's a ton of them, but they get fucked anyway, all the time. See, I think the problem is is all these like legacy servers that are getting spun up. They're not taking the publisher into consideration, right? I bet if you were uh, going to maybe not with World of Warcraft because like classics coming out and that's an IP that they like it's still out right but a game that is no longer supported and the servers has been spun down and no one plays it anymore because they can't if you went to the publisher and you were like hey I want to spin up an old game server to get this done whatever I'm going to charge my customers five bucks a month so I can keep my server online. Cause you know, you you're spinning up a server, you have bills to pay and be like, I'll, I'll give you a dollar of every $5 that I make. I bet they'd be more willing to, uh, not DMCA take down. Maybe, but conventional wisdom says they, 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 they guard their IP, even if they're not using them with freaking abandon. There's one MMO I can think of that that didn't happen, and it was a game called The Realm. It was a 2D side-scrolling game, and it was sold to Codemasters for pennies after this when Sierra got absorbed by Activision. Activision said, "Yeah, you could have it." 
That's the only one I can think of. Hmm. And it's a big if there's there's a big problem here about about video game history, parts of video game history, like MMOs that grew up with that are no longer around. You can't play them anymore. Like the Matrix Online, believe it or not, was a shitty game, but it was actually kind of cool because it was a continuation of the Matrix movies. And as soon as a, a private server that gets spun off, it gets fucking nuked from freaking orbit and you can't play the game. Well, I mean, I guess unless you, you spun up your own private server, right? You can buy yourself, but that's that's not how those games are well, made. I mean, if you spun it up, like if you spun up your own private sp- server to play with your friends, because the problem is that they they gain tra- they gain uh, traction, right, and and publicity, and then once that happens, then the publishers get a heard of it, and then they go through and they take it down. But if you were to you had yeah, a group of friends, but you're then to do it, I don't know. But yeah, but you, had, you those games are designed to be played with more than like five people, so that you'd have to rework the entire balance of the game. So that's a, that's a huge undertaking just to play a year old. Okay, hobby. what if you get the AI that they developed what? to play StarCraft, and then you use that to make other players? I don't know. It sounds like you guys are defending like <laughs> because mind? like like yeah, man, games is a service. It's cool. You know, eventually your favorite game will get shut down. But you know, eh, I don't know. That that, that doesn't sit well. With no, me. it doesn't sit well with me either. I'm yeah. just saying that there's. It yeah. sucks because there's really not a whole lot you can do with it when it comes to a multiplayer game, because even if it isn't a game as a service, right? Like even if uh, the, the Matrix one, even if the publisher still had an old server online that they were like, hey, you know, we'll just keep it online and do monthly maintenance on it, whatever. It's just one server. It's not that big a deal. At, at some point, the popularity of that game is going to go so far down that it's it's going to be the exact same thing as if you were to spin up your own server and just play with a couple of your friends because there's not the the population's not going to be there. Well, so back in the day, there used to be a thing called abandonware, and if you abandoned it, then it was free for you to do whatever you wanted to do. And I still think that's a thing today, but for some reason, it does not apply, especially if they if they keep if they keep guarding their copyright. Well. The, the concept for abandonware, though, was that the company was no longer uh, guarding their copyright. Right. Like it wasn't abandonware because they let their copyright go or anything like that. It was just they weren't enforcing it anymore because they didn't care. Yeah. So these companies, the current ones, they do fucking they, they, th- they hold on to this shit. It's really weird. Oh, I think everyone learned their learned their lesson from like Blizzard, right? Because for the longest time, Blizzard didn't didn't enforce uh, their IP IP on uh, Starcraft Brood War. And they almost they almost lost it. They had to settle out of court mm. when Starcraft 2 came out. Yeah. Crazy. But. But even so, like multiplayer sites like Dragon Age 4, for example, is a single player game is going to be a games as a service game. Single player. That's. Like, what are they going to do with that one? That they're going to re- they're going to release the game in segments. Oh, which is the dumbest shit I've ever really? heard. Really? Why? Yes. To just time gate it? Because, well, so that's it's a it's a electronics arts initiative that most of the games in house that are being produced have to be a games of the service model, just regardless if they're multiplayer or not. So, is this just like the new? Is this the new definition and the new thing that we're saying is instead of naming it DLC, we're saying that it's games as a service? Because, I yeah. mean, it, realistically, it's the exact same thing, right? Yeah. Well, re- but then you got Japan over here making fully Fred fledged out $60 single player games and with free DLC like The Witcher. So who knows? Maybe maybe the market will get fed up with the the that model and then. Because the sales of the of the Japanese games this year have been pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah, because they're good and so. they're full of games. Okay, so hold on. Yeah. Back to the Dragon Age Origin or Four game. Uh, Dragon, Dragon Age, Age Four. Because yeah. I'm, I'm actually I haven't heard anything about it, and I'm interested in playing this game. I, I never played one and two, but I really liked Inquisition, and I believe you said that one was shit. So if they make it is it is shit. <laughs> so if I like that one, then I must like the rest of them, right? Uh, yeah. But okay, so what is this games as a like? Because I haven't read anything. What is this games as a service going to be like? What are they plan? How are they planning on releasing it? Am I going to have to pay a subscription to to play my game? Are they going to? Is it DLC and I have so to there pay was, for it, or is it just going to come out in chunks and it's free? 
there's a lot of there was a lot of so when Casey Huston said that it was going to be a live service game, people were really upset about it, and then he had to backtrack, and he was like, "Oh no 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 no, it, it's going to be a fully fledged game." Kind of, but we're going to continue to do storytelling after the main story, which is going to be a long-winded segment for DLC, which then that worries people, like, what are you getting in the base game? Because it's designed to be a live service. They're just changing the language around. So I'm interested in that because that doesn't sound like it's anything different than any other game that offers DLC provides. But yeah, what they're doing is they're saying that they're going to like it. That to me sounds like it could go one way. It could be a you were only we only develop part of the story and we're going to be developing the second part of the story while you're playing the first part and kind of release it. And if they're not charging for it, uh, then I don't see a problem. If they're charging DLC for it, then I guess. Maybe there's a well, they problem. They have to charge for it. So they have to make money somehow. So they're going to get their yeah. money from either. We'll see. Like I can give you one. I can give you one example of a game that did this semi successfully, but it still irritated a ton of people. And that's why I told you guys to wait for it a little bit to buy it. Final Fantasy 15 was an incomplete game. At launch and the DLC made it a complete game. And that's when when Tim picked it up. With the Royal Edition, he got the full fucking game, whereas I yeah. did not. <laughs> yeah, in my experience with that game, I played it on PC almost. What was it like? Almost a year after it had launched. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was a great experience. Everything about the game, I was happy with it. It was a fully encapsulated Final Fantasy 15 experience. Which I don't know. Like it's kind of the it's kind of the thing. I I, I remember Mitch talking about it. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I don't know, remember however many where like the basic problem, I, I am starting to agree with you that games need to cost more and they just need to release the whole game and they just need to charge 80 bucks instead of 60. So, okay. So let me throw out a counterpoint and, and the games as a service model compared to our current DLC model. And let's see how you guys feel about this. Right. So, Let's take, um, I don't know, like Destiny 2. Destiny 2 had maybe right. like, what, 10 or 14 hours-ish to of the campaign? I don't know how long the campaign was. It, if like that. maybe Okay, maybe this is a bad example. Well, let's just take a, let's take a game that has like 14 hours of a campaign, right? And then... So you have 14 hours of gameplay, you beat the campaign, you get the story, whatever, and then the publisher goes out and they are releasing DLC throughout the course of the first year. And the, the DLC expands on the story. And, you know, DLC is typically, what, like 15 bucks a pop or you can buy a season pass for like 30 or whatever. And uh, so you're you're continuing like that to me as a game as a service because you're you're buying the initial game and then you're going through and you're going and, and buying more more titles as they go. If you had Dragon Age as a game as a service and it came out as a $60 game with the same 14, 14 to 20 hour story, but then they're like, yeah, but it's a service. So there's going to be more added to it. And then instead of uh, like if a DLC is on average, like five hours or like two to five hours of gameplay, Dragon Age has a 20 hour main story for 60 bucks. And then they release their second wave, right? Which you're going to pay for because they need to make money. But that second wave is 10 hours. And then they, they release another one. That's another 20 bucks, but it's another 10 hours. That to me doesn't seem bad. That's not much more than I'm paying already. If I'm buying a game and it's DLC, but I'm getting a hell of a lot more content for it. Well, but at the same time, so I'll, get, I'll use Final Fantasy 15 for example. The Final Fantasy 15 at launch was a 20-hour game, but it was an incomplete mess. The story made no sense. The quests were ridiculous. The end fight was choppy and strange. Didn't make, and the ending didn't make any sense. Like it was an incomplete game, and it wasn't a complete game until you paid another fifty dollars later. So what happened? What people are worried about is that with Dragon Age Four. And by the way, in that story too, it didn't add to the story after the game. It added to the story during the game. 
Okay. So it depends on it depends on what they're doing. Like, um, are they going to go back and retcon things like they did in Final Fantasy 15? Because they did. They retconned a, a ton of stuff with their DLCs. Um, so it like it was just like a really weird, bizarre thing. And you got you had YouTubers screaming about it, like, "Oh my god!" Like this is the this is what should have been told. This story should have been told in the main game. There was like a lot of controversy over it for the year. So it, the question is: Is are you getting additional content, or are you just getting content that should have been there in the first place? Yeah, I, I get you. Um, and I think that I think that really depends on how they go about and do it, right? Because uh, I think if you're talking about a complete game, I wouldn't mind the game as a service model, whatever that if they're not going to call it DLC, then it's an expansion or whatever, right? Or whatever they're going to call it service pack one. I wouldn't mind the main story coming to like a cliffhanger that doesn't get resolved until the next expansion. And then when that expansion comes out, maybe it stops on uh, a cliffhanger as well. You know, as long as it, it flows well and it connects and it doesn't take a super long time for those expansions to come out. Right. Then I think that that could work. But if you're talking about gaming as a service, because we want to get a game out and we need to get it out fast because we want it out fast. And we're like, and eh, there's probably a bunch of holes and stuff like that, but we'll just fix them as in the, in the expansion or DLC, then yeah, there's a problem there, but that's a, it's a different problem. Well, so that's, that's, and so far nobody has really done that correctly. And, and f cause like what they use is they kind of use that MVP model, like shit, we gotta get this out to launch right now, but we have all these other things we have to put in there. Don't worry. We'll add it in the DLC. <laughs> cause they don't make the base game based around that. And they get it, they get it chugged out thinking they can fix it later for money. Um, <laughs> So that's my yeah. problem with it. And if that's the if that's the route they if, go, then if, yes, there's a problem with it. So I guess I guess yeah. the moral of the story is you can do it as long as you do it right and you don't use it as an excuse. We'll see. I have yet to see anybody do it right, <clears throat> personally. So the internet ended the day in Europe. It ended. It's ended. It's now. It's now the. Uh, the European internet. Now you have the United States internet, the Chinese internet, and the European internet. What did they do, Jason? Uh, they passed two controversial laws, uh, Article 11 and Article 13, which has now been renamed to Article 17. Uh, Article 11 is uh, probably the one that will be the easiest to deal with, and uh, Google has already responded in kind and probably respond the next couple weeks, actually, they said. Uh, Article 11 is the link tax. So if, if Tim is... CNN and Mitch is, I don't know, Reddit. And I go post the article to CNN on Reddit. Then the EU uh, article 11 says that Reddit owes CNN a link tax for promoting their article on another platform where people click on it and go there for traffic. This also applies to aggregators like Google news and Google news has basically said, we will basically block all of the news organizations that are actually in Europe. They've said this. They've already done it in Spain. So they're not going to play ball and pay a link tax. They're just going to remove them from their aggregation. Uh, it seems it, the whole thing seems a little bit crazy to me because places like CNN or any of these other organizations or any organizations really totally benefit from uh, these from aggregators. Like they get traffic going to them, so why? I don't get it. It's they, almost like the other. It's almost like they should be paying Google for the privilege. I think they think that with the, or the bureaucrats think that with this law that people will still post to a Reddit or a Google News or like what a Dig back in the day, and that they'll just make fat link money. But what's going to happen is these companies are just not going to allow it. Like Reddit made a blog post today, and they made a they basically made a a mock. If you were from if you were from Europe and you were posting a link, then it stopped you, and then put like due to your, uh, your to this Article Eleven, you won't be able to post this here because it'll cost us money basically. So die. That's not what they say, but yeah, because it's not a problem with like 
the CNN and the people that are getting links to, they it does provide them traffic and it does give them clicks and money and stuff like that. It's a problem with the other aggregators having to share the revenue that they're getting from their initial views. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is there, I'm, I guarantee it, all of their traffic, any site that that's based in Europe that has to apply to this law, all their traffic's going to fucking drop, especially from Google News. Well, yeah, because nobody goes like I don't I don't know of anybody who just goes to a website like most people. Most people like they they're like, oh, I found this on Reddit. I found this on Facebook. I found this on Twitter. Like, you know, they don't like I think it's pretty few and far between that people will people will be like, oh, I just go to my to I just go to CNN all the time, you know. Well, so this doesn't affect American companies. So CNN's still going to benefit from that fat, fat, you know, Google News money, you know, on both their platforms. They, That's, they, because YouTube promotes them like crazy now, too. Yeah. It's P H A T, by the way. Fat, fat, fat. But uh, the other article, so link tax is done. We can talk about that again, too. The other one, Article 17, is a copyright database that no one's really said how they're going to build or how they're going to enforce of all copyright material ever. So anybody who posts copyrighted material or, or lets user submitted com- content, YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, all those things are going to have to basically um, adhere to these rules. And the only way they're going to be able to do it is installing massive content filters with automation and algorithms, which is still in in its infancy and still very clumsy and still doesn't get things like um, a music theory teacher basically was playing, had uh, he had um, public works music that are in the public domain and he was posting his classes on YouTube and their content ID kept contenting ID in, even though it was in the public domain. Because it's such a clumsy freaking thing, and I use YouTube as an example because they're the they're probably the closest people out there that have a filter system like what the EU wants. So, so. I wonder what that. Actually, you just brought up an interesting point. If you have someone that's playing music and they're playing copyrighted music, but they are replaying it, right? So you have all the people that are that are do cover songs and stuff like that. Are those, is that considered copyright infringement? No, in, in the United States, it's usually considered fair use. That's why you, and you don't see uh, music labels suing wedding singers or, um, or schools where a kid comes out the guitar and sings his favorite Nirvana song. So like, it's a, usually, sorry, but, go ahead. No, that, that's usually covered under fair use. So I wonder how those filters are going to pick that up with, are they going to be able to distinguish someone playing a version of a song versus someone covering the version of the song very well? Nope. Remixes are going to get hit the worst. The the algorithm cannot distinguish. It's already, it's already clumsy. You can go to any uh, YouTube content creator right now that makes music of their own and make does covers. And they have videos about how not only does the algorithm suck, but Copyright trolls hit them all the time when they have no legitimate um, access to the work that they're copywriting and YouTube has no way to fix it. So EU is also going to get a ton of copyright trolls. I mean, it sounds like a lot of places are just going to stop doing business in Europe altogether. Uh, Reddit in their blog post basically said that uh, they may have to. They may have to have they may have to build out a separate Reddit of sorts, a really dumb one. Or they just won't. I don't know if Google can do that, though, but. I mean, probably they already Google already built its own search engine for China. They could build well, another they stopped one for, that, but well, they yeah. did, but they were going to, I guess, is what I was getting at uh, and people were against it because they didn't they didn't agree with how it was going to be used in China. They could do the same thing for Europe or who knows maybe these big companies are going to 
band together and be like, what are no, you're dumb. Well, they uh, Google's not happy about this. They've been probably the most vocal about it, I'd say. But this affects this affects everybody, but it it makes it easier. So an Amazon or Google can handle this It like a small time forum can't. Right. You got a you got a freaking PHP BB forum for your friends to talk about Magic the Gathering. Like 10 people and someone posts a fucking card and then they get fucked. So I wonder how. So actually, that's another point. I wonder how that works if it is a private forum, though. Because if it's a private, like say you have a, you know, a, a forum between you and a bunch of friends or something like that, or even a, a community forum, but the community forum is sign up only uh, and you can't see the posts without being a member, then the bots wouldn't be able to scan it. And if the bots can't scan it, then you should. Well, I, hit. I, I don't know if they'll have bots for individual websites. They'll probably employ an army of freaking people to sniff through things like so one thing that people don't know is these copyright trolls on the youtube side of things they are companies that hire people because the algorithm can't pick up everything they hire people to troll through videos by hand and then copy copyright strike people if they think they have a case now that sounds like such a boring job a boring and like, I would fucking think about suicide if I were that. Like, if I had to do that stuff, I'd like I'd feel like such a fucking terrible human being. Right. You're like as bad as cold calling people to telemarketers. Yeah. So, what do you think about this, Tim? Yeah, I think that I I I think that the EU is gonna have a hard time as this as they for one they're gonna have a hard time implementing this and i think it really spells like the death of just small small websites being able to grow right because like places like places like google and reddit and like they came from somewhere they used to be a small website that didn't have a lot of resources like what we're going to what we're going to see because of regulations like this is like small websites just aren't going to be able to offer the same kind of services that places like Google and or uh, like YouTube and like Reddit, whatever, like any of any of these websites that can actually deal with these regulations, like other people are just going to be pushed out of the game entirely. It's kind of crazy. It's like spells the death of like what the Internet has been. Yeah. Uh, Google in their announcement said that this is going to hurt not only Europe's ability to compete in the world on tech wise, but also in their creator market too. Oh yeah, for sure. I can see a uh, lot of issues with uh, content creators and not being able oh, yeah. to upload like r really anything. Or even if you, you're a developer and you want to start an app of some sort and you want to compete with the big wigs in Silicon Valley, you're not going to be able to. Depending on what the app is, of course. Hmm. So if it's anything to do with user submitted content, you might as well run away from it. Right. So another interesting thing about Article 11, um, I just I just read this in the article itself. So there is no opt-out of the link tax. So if timblog.com is up and Tim blog says, you know what? Uh, I'm an independent news person. I run around and I, I write things and whatever you can, you can share my links. I'm not going to charge you. He can't opt out of it. He has no choice in that matter. So who's actually getting the money is the tax. Isn't, is it an actual tax? Like it's going to the government or. It's supposed to go back to the content creator or whatever. But so who's they're collecting it. Who knows? Uh, army of trolls that they're going to hire to do so. It's going to be like a new IRS, basically, but but to give people their money. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I think I think that Article Eleven has, and and I could be way off base, but I feel like the reason that they are trying to implement something like this is to try to combat the amount of. Uh, fake news and 
stupid clicks and links backs and everything like that that kind of goes on and, and just try to clean up the internet in general. But I don't feel like they're doing it the right way. They, I don't think there is a right way to do it. You'll never really be able to do that. Like yellow journalism has been a thing in our history for ever. Yeah. I agree. That's never going to go away, especially in the United States where you have the freedom of the press. I mean, I think honestly to me, the problem with that and like how, you know, the internet's has all these problems and there's all this fake news everywhere. And people look at, there's like stuff on Facebook that people are just like, Oh, I like this thing on Facebook. And it's just total BS is like, like the problem with that is the fact that people are looking, are getting their news from Facebook. Don't you guys think like, why, why, why did that all of a sudden become a thing where we think that, it's okay to get news from sources that aren't news. Well, there's so see the problem with that is there are so many different publications out there and news uh, companies, news organizations and everything like that. Like for the longest time, I didn't believe anything that uh, the Associated Press published. I thought the Associated Press was a fake news company um, for the longest period of time. And I was like, I don't know if I believe that. And then I'd go verify it on CNN or Fox or whatever uh, the case may be. And then I realized, or, and uh, Reuters is another one that I was kind of sketchy about when it first came out. But then, Reuters. yeah, that one. But those have come to be, you know, fairly good news associations and, and, um, and whatnot. And so it's, it's hard when you don't have an organization that is feeding you news and like just shoving it down your throat. Like when there was, when you would get your news from the newspaper, or you would get your news from watching TV and it was Fox or ABC or whatever. And it was a, a broadcast news show that was your news, right? And you had CNN or whatever, and you could get the news from there and you could, you know, trust or not trust really, if you think about opinions that much and, and kind of go on with your day. But now you have all these, anybody can spin up a website. So you have all these different websites that are really just blogs and they can publish their, uh, their fake news articles. And if they start getting traction, how do you as a consumer determine if you should, uh, trust what the Associated Press says, or if you should trust what the unassociatedpress.com says, which one of them is real. If you've never seen one before, if you never, if you haven't heard of that organization before, uh, and then you go to the website and you see a whole bunch of news articles, it's like, yeah, okay, this looks legit. You don't know. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. But at the same time, you can't I, have I, like a I, single I source. You can't have a single source yeah. for news because then your your source for news is biased. And then that like that's the other problem. I don't know. I'm not even offended by fake news like a lot of people are because people think this is like a new thing. And not where I come from. People used to spread fake shit before the internet ever existed by just talking. And it would spread like wildfire. And that's how myths and legends and urban legends and all kinds of things in the neighborhood get started. Like snake oils was a thing. Snake oil salesmen have been a thing. Con men have been a thing. Network marketing has been a thing before the internet got big, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, You're just giving these people a bigger platform to to spread it yeah. on. And that's So the other question is, why are people so easily conned? How about that? Exactly. <laughs> Because like, we're not doing a good enough job of teaching people to be skeptical. Like when something sounds ridiculous, it usually is fake. <laughs> like, but we get these things like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. How dare how dare they do this? And people start. Like circulating it. Listen, folks, anytime you hear an infomercial start with, hi, my name is so and so, and I'm here to tell you how to be able to do better with your life. You should not listen to that fucker. He's a con man. <laughs> but if you go on, on YouTube, for example, now, uh, you can find like uh, dating coaches or life coaches or business coaches. And they all have that line and they all have a fancy like intro like that. And they want you to buy a three fucking DVD series. Dude, life coaches make so much money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they do. And it's kind of it's kind of bullshit, right? Want to be a like you're coach. basically 
you were basically paying for a therapist that's not a therapist. Yeah, they're a life coach. They're just some, they're just some guy. They're telling me how to live my life better. They're like, what are your credentials? Well, I'm alive, aren't I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, con man. Look at these pecs. They're huge. Yeah. Thank oh. you, con man. <laughs> Give me all your money. Oh, okay. My, my point is I don't get offended by it because it's it's to me, it's like I come from, we all do, but I come from an era where I knew those things were being passed around anyway. Like I got into conspiracy theories because someone passed me a VHS tape before it was even on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Hey man, watch this. It'll change your mind. It's just that's exactly what happened, man. This guy literally went out of his way to make a copy of the VHS tape from the VHS tape that he got from somebody else and then pass them around. Like it's always gonna be a thing, folks. So you can't control it, EU. This is a really dumb way to do it if that's what you're doing. Really fucking dumb. <laughs> and I don't know, like I've always kind of said this in private. I'll kind of say this up front. I don't think the European Union will be around in 10 years. I just don't. Like, I saw one interesting trend today, and I don't usually get political. I like to watch things online, and I was watching some of the uh, anti-Brexit people, the people who wanted to say in the EU. After today's vote, they all changed their stance. All the UK people were like, fuck it. Let's get out. And I, that, opened, that opened my eyes a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. Things are going to change in the EU in the next 10 years. So, I don't know. I just don't... I'm pissed off because I don't want it affecting me and my and here in my country. Like, if I want to watch someone ma- who, who makes a... Or listen to a song that's full of fucking samples that he paid for, I don't have to... I shouldn't have to worry about him having to fight a copyright troll. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, I get you. Dark days ahead... But poor poor companies that serve up content, and in in the bill too, like I was thinking about how does this affect hosting providers or ISPs? It the the the, the information there is so vague. You know, is it on is it on the website administrator or is it on the hosting provider to to purge? You know, because here we have the DMCA, but this isn't this isn't this is a database full of shit, right? I don't know. Yeah, because then you have, you know, or if you're hosted with HostGator or Squarespace or Wix or whatever, is it their job to police what you put on your website? I mean, some of them already do, I think, with whatever the terms of service is, but like HostGator, I don't think really cares. You buy hosting from them, you throw up a website, they don't really care what's on it as long as it's not breaking any laws, but... uh, Yeah, unless they get a... DMCA request. Well, exactly. Right. That's my point. Like, are they going to get it? And then are, are they going to be responsible for then coming to you and be like, you need to pay your link taxes? Or are they going to be like, it's not my website, bro. I'm a hosting provider. Yeah. Like, you got this fucking dad. He lives in, like, I don't know, like Sweden. And he's got a blog with his family. And his son sings Aerosmith with a guitar that he built. And he gets flagged. And they're like, your blog's dead, dad. <laughs> I just wanted to show my off my kids. This is my this is my internet photo album because I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. And I'm like, nope, Dad, you sang Aerosmith and Steven Tyler's pissed. You're dead. Steven Tyler shows up at the door and he wants to check. <sighs> I like that scenario. Damn. So no daddy blogs. No more mommy blogs either. No, none of your kids singing in the back seat. You ever see that on Facebook? The kids' mom be in a drive-in and shove the shove the camera on the kids, and they'll be singing some song from the '60s or whatever, and they'll be all happy. And they post it on Facebook. Here, look at my kids having happy. Nope, they're nope. You can't do that. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> Mommy gets copyright claimed. Oh no, I got copyright claimed. Well, there was an interesting case in the United States that got went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but a baby was running around with a cart and he was happy and dancing in the background. The far background was a radio playing. 
and it was a song and they sued her for copyright and it went all the way up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court basically threw it out and was like, you guys got to like, you guys got to like stop that. <laughs> but it, it didn't stop them. So, so if, if a, a robot's not going to be able to tell that, that's all I'm saying. It's just not. Here's Aerosmith in the background. Oh, I'm picking on Aerosmith. It's just funny. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sing the song on here. We're going we're to get freaking hit by the bot. You know, living on the edge. Oh, we're dead. We just—I just said it. Don't want to close my eyes. No, don't do it. Okay. <laughs> oh no. All right. So a new uh, hobby, I guess you could call it, is go wherever you live, uh, especially if it's like a big city, right? Uh, new York, L.A., San Diego, anywhere where there's like a lot of people that vlog. Go get one of those 80s style boom boxes and just like cruise up and down the areas where there's vloggers blasting out music so that it gets onto their uh, recordings so that they all get copyright strike. I you, you say that in jest, but I bet you that trolls will do that to hurt people. Yep. Uh, but not here. It's not going to fuck us with this here unless like, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. Don't look yeah, at me. Because I don't. Is it only on where it's being uploaded? Like, if someone uploads the video here, but someone in EU watches it, does that count? I have no idea, man. It's it. I don't know. I didn't read the whole bill. I just. Uh, it's it's huge. It's. I don't even think they understand it. Yeah, that's probably true. They're probably like, this is gonna, this is gonna make us tons of money. You like money, right? I love money. I love that internet money. You're gonna be waiting like Cartman for their internet money. <laughs>